Bases loaded and one out. Marcus oh, my God. Deep to right field. Way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk-off home run. Grand slash. Hey, everybody. Welcome in the... Was it beer? Oh. <laughs> Welcome in to Beer, Bourbon, and Baseball. I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And tonight, of course, it's going to be joined by Mike Simeone, a.k.a. SP Streamer. And Mike, what's going on, man? <laughs> Not much, man. That's quite the intro that you just had, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Anything for you, man. So I have to show you before we start it. Sorry, anything. I got this awesome gift today. <laughs> You're going to laugh at me. It is a Yoda snow globe, but ready for this? Ready? That's such a yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that is so, t- so uh, God. Okay. That's uh that's what you've been doing. I've been going crazy the last day and a half, two days, finishing up, which I'm thankful for your draft kit. You, um, you, you, you had your draft kit done. You had it done. And I was like, hey, Mike, do you want some offensive side of things thrown in there? You're like, sure. So I said, screw it, went for it, and turned around and what put out I did I came up short in the outfielders, but I came up with what 200 and 30 players ranked like i did catcher first yeah, second third <clears throat> short and yeah, outfield. yeah you basically just beasted it all weekend and put it out there but yeah i'm excited man i mean uh comes out tomorrow talk about, talk about a little bit um, i'm excited talk about <laughs> it is like a lot of you man you did like 90 percent of it i just kind of again last minute was like hey you want some you want some extra help you're like sure why not take it and now you added to it, which I got 16,000 words done, which is I'll take credit for that. But <laughs> you, you did the other like 24,000 that are in this thing. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I released a draft kit in January, February. Um, and I just felt like, you know, everyone who bought it, I was like, how can I not do an updated one? So it was a little more condensed. Um, you know, it's probably a little more information the last one. But, uh, you know, just because we're kind of short on time here, I had months to do that where this I had to do it in, a, you know, basically a couple of weeks. So, um, yeah, so anyone who bought it already gets it for free. Um, otherwise, you know, again, just because it was a quick condensed type thing. Um, I mean, if you want to call seven page, 70 pages condensed, but, uh, I'm just putting it up for a dollar. There's going to be some other options too, which you guys will see, uh, tomorrow. So, and for those who aren't aware, Mike was obviously busy with getting a snow globe and stuff situated. <laughs> I decided, cause I got some flack. I got some, I got some, I caught some flack, slack, whatever the word is. And this Flat. is actually I need I need to fix this, but I created a beer glass for beer, bourbon, and baseball. A nice little Pilsner glass, I believe. It's about time. Well, so I had three beers behind me, two to fill this, one to chug because we're playing a shot in the dark. That's the first thing on the agenda. Obviously, I don't have I, again. Didn't buy liquor. Don't care. Just gonna drink. But what's your before <laughs> we get before we get started with the alcohol stuff? Before we start with the game, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, so I bust out the big guns, which I posted. Uh, it's Angel's Envy um it's one of my favorite rice it has like a really cool um aftertaste that's like spicy it's pretty unique and uh mike carter is actually watching right now obviously i'm still doing his little rubric um but yeah i mean based on you know just the finish the taste everything i gave it a 9.8 out of 12 which actually ranks first so far of the three that i've had on these episodes so uh yeah that's awesome that's what i'll be drinking well, I can't help myself, and I think the name is fantastic. So this week's going to be featuring Florida Man, <laughs> because why not? It's made by the same Cigar City brewing company that I've been drinking for the last few weeks. Behind me, I have some more of my go-to 
Funky Buddha. That's going to fill the Pilsner tonight. That's my go-to of late, and I just can't get enough of it. Plus, obviously, one of our rocks glasses, which those who won, I just got done making all yours. Mike, I have yours and your shirt. We're speaking of a shirt because someone mentioned, was it uh, ex- oh, Brent, a good friend of the show, of Bases Loaded and this show. He's talking about the shirt. It's a beer bourbon baseball shirt. I sound like I'm in a in a tunnel right now, but for those <laughs> who are watching, that's the new shirts. I'm obviously in the middle of making, made one for me. Mike will be having his next week. Sorry, Mike couldn't get it to you in time, but I know you want it. Eh, you'll get over it. So with that being said, I guess the performance. All right. Cheers, buddy. Oh, uh, yeah. I always forget about that. How do you forget our cheers? And then, of course, the... That's... Always sounds fantastic. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first? Since I know I'm going to be chugging this beer probably. Hell yeah. All right. All so right. we're going to play Shot in the Dark. And this week, um, well, Mike wants to stress we're not going to prizes every week. But uh, this week, we're going to give, if one of you guess it before us, we're going to give uh, one of my, you know, the SB streamer draft kits that Mike helped me work on. Oh, we're going to give that away for free. So, Are we doing two two for free if they guess yours right and mine? Yeah, we'll do both. That's fine. All right, cool. Two free draft um, kits. I feel like people are loving this shirt, Mike, so we may have to do a giveaway on that soon, too. We'll figure that one out. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to go first. Um, For those who don't know how this game is played, we basically give five clues. You get one guess after each clue. If you guess it before one of us, then you win the prize. Um, If not, I mean... You know, whatever. <laughs> if neither of us guess it, we got a drink. Or if you guess it before us, we got a drink as well. We should. Um, I forgot a shot glass. So if anything, I'll just kind of like down this if I have to. It's fantastic. But we have to figure it out. Maybe we should change it to every incre- incorrect guess. You got to do like a sip or a shot. of No, no, no. We'll be literally <laughs> obliterated. That'd All be right. fantastic. All right. Let's start this game. All right. So um, obviously we're going to start off a little hard. Uh, he was ranked fifth in XBA against sliders and curveballs in the chase zone. In the chase zone? In the chase zone. J.D. Davis. No. <laughs> All right. Next clue. Uh, Remember, he... we are delayed, so people might oh, right, right, right. So I, got, I always forget. I got to, like, reiterate. All right. So um, first clue was, again, he was ranked fifth in XBA against sliders and curveballs in the chase zone. Second clue, he had the 12th most hits when facing an off-speed pitch. 12th most hits when facing off-speed pitch? It's not Austin Riley. No, the guy can't hit anything but a fastball, I don't think. <laughs> um, what was that, 12th? Say that again. Say so the 12th most hits when facing an off-speed pitch. 12th most hits facing an off-speed pitch. <sighs> That's These are tough, man. I never. I, they I, oh. start off hard. Oh, it's not even just that. I should have mentioned that I'm actually really bad at trivia. All right. <laughs> I'm awful at Me trivia. Me and you both. But anyway. Still waiting for your guess here. I'm just cracking beers back here. Don't mind me. Uh, not Merrifield. 12th most hits against off-speed pitches. Ooh. Can we just go big and go Mike Trout? No. All right. So. <laughs> I mean, he, um, he hits the ball no matter where it's thrown. So all right. Hard. So clearly this guy can hit basically everything, right? Yeah. Um, third clue. He's a switch hitter. Oh, Jose Ramirez. No, and it's oh. not Freddie Freeman either. All well, right, so let's he, read over the last. You just said switch hitter, so that changed like everything. Let's do the last three. He was ranked fifth in XBA against liars, curveballs in the chase zone. He had the twelfth most hits when facing off speed pitch. He's a switch hitter. This might give it away a little bit. It was not Lindor. His ADP in 2019 was 218, but he finished ranked 18th overall. 
That should give it away, but I told you I'm getting nervous. With the, the bright lights are on. Oh, Clay got it. I was going to go. Oh, it is Cattell Marte. Ugh. He is right. All right. <laughs> so Mike's got a drink and I, Chris gets my beer. a draft kit, which he already has. <laughs> Maybe we'll just do an extra giveaway then. <laughs> I haven't even tried this beer yet. This is the Florida Man beer. I decided to chug the Florida Man beer tonight. My and last clue. My last clue. I didn't know. Uh, it was just I said he plays in the NL West. Oh, that would have been. Fantastic. That would have been a little easier. I figured maybe you would get it with the. Uh, I would have. You know he about he, it. he he. You know outperformed his ADP ridiculously. I'm. You know. I'm really really bad at uh, this game. So. Well, well, apparently both are because neither of us have guessed it yet. Everyone else guesses it. <laughs> man, Cigar City makes some fantastic beer. Florida man, another citrusy beer. They're all kind of similar as far as citrusy goes, but I like it. So I took a little sip just to try it. Now I drink. Ah, there you go. That's cool. I dig it, Chris. All right. I almost burped in between. That's why I stopped for a second. All right. Oh, man. I I hate this. You really die when you do this. I, I chugging beer makes me burp really bad, and I'm I'm off. I'm, I'm right, maybe, we, maybe we shouldn't have you chug in the future. It's fine. No, nah, man, it's part of the game. All right, my turn. So picture time. Okay. Mine are yours are easier than mine, and or sorry, yours were easier than mine. I apologize. So th- we're gonna start off hard again. This guy had three pitches with positive p-val. Same clue as last week, basically. Is it? Um, I just discussed someone tell you Jeff Smarja. No, no, no. Oh, I, I was almost a smart ass and just I was about to take one of your pictures you've been tweeting about, but I decided not to. I know I looked at some today, so I have two in my mind as well. Oh goodness, that's not fair. All right, so it starts off with three pitches with positive P Val. Oh, beer, burping, and baseball. We're back to it. Technically has a six pitch mix, but utilizes four of them at pretty much 10% or better. Mike Soroka. Negative. Oh, I really thought that was gonna be it. Damn, dude, Mike okay. hammer an IPA, dude. You have no idea, Brent. Last week, I got called. Uh, what's the What's the lineman that did it for the Packers? Was it? The Packers? Oh my gosh. Um, your, your yeah, boy, I who was your boy Joe? Your boy Joe uh, complimented me on that. I, I yeah, I, I could kill a beer, no problem. But the problem is, it gives me really bad indigestion for like ten minutes afterwards. So I'll be burping for the next ten minutes. My guess, Darvish, is it him? It is not Darvish. Right, so. Good. Let's reiterate real quick. Three pitches with positive P-Val. Technically a six-pitch mix, but utilizes four of them at over 10%. Now, this I is, again, it's, who it is. it's still going to get it's getting. It's still kind of hard. All he right. had a 0% barrel rate on his curve, slider, and sinker. Most impressive was on the sinker as he threw it over 300 times. That threw you off. I knew it would. I knew it would. I'm so happy it did. I was gonna, I'm just going to slow on my guess. I don't even know if he throws. Is it Granky? No. <laughs> not Lynn, Mike. Not Lynn. Oh, so, man. Had a, had a 0% barrel rate on his curve, slider, and sinker. Most impressive, the sinker. Uh, it was the sinker as he threw it over 300 times. Okay, so that was this guess. Um, I'll move on to the last. Not Maeda? No. No, that's I, not him. I love these guys. I love when they guess, though, because it truly helps you out so much. Morin? Nope. Overall, 2.4%. Mike already guessed anyway. He can't guess again. All right, sorry. Oh, okay. Over here's another. Did we reiterate for that clue? For that clue. Oh yeah. See, look. Oh, real quick. Braff is over here hanging out with us tonight. Welcome, welcome to the show. 
I hate you. He was talking. This is this is the idea that he floated to me, so I floated to you, Mike. See, after each incorrect guess, I'd be hammered. I can't handle my luck. Yeah, no, that's brutal. Okay. <laughs> Overall, Jack Flaherty and Verlander. No, okay. No, no. Verlander was actually the one I was writing up and decided it was way too easy. His his things were like. I'm thinking ridiculous. one more. I th- I have someone else in mind, but well, there's two right. more. You have two more guesses. Yeah, no, no. Overall, two point four percent barrel rate on the year and induced sixty seven point one percent weak contact. Rio. Re not what <laughs> no <laughs> oh, come on How, what i'll i'll give you that he's a starting pitcher and no, i'm kidding he's uh i'm gonna have to add i'm gonna have to add a, a, probably a sixth clue because these are kind of tough i wasn't sure i don't know dude i'm really bad i don't know how tough to go on these things oh it wasn't man really so overall he had a two point like kyle hendricks all right how can you guess a fifth one? No, Maury. Oh. I'm, I'm telling you people's guesses because you're not I'm looking. I'm not looking at all. I'm looking at these things. I was going to say overall 2.4% barrel rate on the year and induced 67.1% weak I feel contact. Like I'm not thinking of somebody and it's really bothering me. All well, right. You have one more guess. When is this going to get easy? <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, told you, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a sixth clue if I need to. <laughs> Because uh, this is where it gets easy. This is well. This is where the part it gets easy is because uh, this was limited as he was called up last year and only pitched fifty-seven point two innings in the MLB. So he was a call up last year. That is really does. Last one, you got it. Let's go. <laughs> you knew. Come on. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. You know. Two weeks in a row. I was gonna go with my guys because I have the research <laughs> done for them. <laughs> You got it on the final one. It is to follow. Uh, I, was, I was not thinking him. He had that many pitches that were, had a positive P-Val. It's baffling. 57.2 But, yeah, it's such a limited, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Yeah. The first one between us two to guess it. Good. I don't have to chug it. And thank God because I forgot to bring a shot glass and it's something to chug. So. I, th- I think for fun, you should uh, do it anyway. <laughs> but I did fill my glass with beer, so I'll be drinking this the rest of the show. <laughs> it is so good funky boot is so good i wasn't a beer guy before we started but i'm a beer guy now all right so let's just get right into the spring training talk then a hey, call up you picked a call <laughs> you picked, chug your beer already, already <laughs> marty that's call great up, you picked a call up chug your beer mike listen man it's the clue that gave it away though he knew the answer afterwards so don't give me a hard time i already chugged mine i'm good i got a whole two beers here to finish anyway So spring training stuff, I told you with how busy I've been writing and whatnot, I really didn't do my homework assignment. So I'm going to let you talk about them. And I'm going to figure some out on the fly here. There's a couple things I remember. I remember one of them. So I got to remember. But go ahead. You start. There he is. Mr. Unprepared. Um, Yeah. So we're just going to go through some players that we're watching. Um, So someone that's intrigued me, uh, I was trying to watch last, you know, spring training 1.0 as well. Uh, But especially now because no Mike Leak is Merrill Kelly. And um, that's just because, you know, I, I've talked about it often. Um, Kelly got some new, you know, f- had some newfound velocity on his fastball. And when he did, he performed really well. And it was at the end of last year. So I'm really curious this spring training, if it, um, you know, kind of goes back to how hard he was throwing. I should have wrote down the miles per hour. I'm looking up as quick as possible as I do this. Um, but yeah, so I mean, again, if, if he keeps that up and I mean, now he's definitely in that rotation and, um, you know, I, I, 
I I don't know how far I haven't seen anything about the Diamondbacks yet, how far they're gonna let their guys go. Um, I could see them still trying to get a six man rotation, which will probably hurt him slightly. But um, I mean, again, I just think uh, you know, he could provide a lot of value, especially because he's probably basically going for free. Um, so he was thrown around 91, 92 most of the year, and then towards the end he was reaching 93 and a little bit above. So if he's throwing 93, gets to 93 in spring training, he's someone I'm definitely gonna be grabbing. Gotcha. There is one guy that I definitely was watching in spring training and I can't find where I want to appropriately um, mention where I found this information. I want to say it was mining the news because that sounds like the best place. I definitely found information in regards to players. And if those who don't uh, read it, read it, you really should. It's from Jeff Zimmerman over at Fangraphs, And uh, it was from Randall Grichuk. I'm almost positive. He was changing or fixing his approach, taking a different approach in spring, kind of being more patient at the plate. And it paid off at least early on. He only, again, only, 30 plate appearances in spring training uh, 1.0. But in that 30 plate appearances, he had a triple slash of 320, 433, and 720. And that's his BA, OBP, and slug. Of course, for those who don't know triple slash or aren't familiar. And strikeouts, he had six strikeouts to five walks. And anybody who knows Grit Truck, he doesn't walk that much. He usually doesn't have a one-to-one ratio or close to one-to-one ratio. And then he put up three home runs and nine RBI. So it looked like, I guess, the, pay- the more patient up the approach, the better the results. And when you put that all together, maybe we were all just a year early because he was a very popular breakout candidate for uh, drafts yeah. last year. I'm thinking maybe we were all a year like early two years in a row. Feels like it. And now he's like free. And now is when you can get him for like or get him from near nothing. And it looks like the approach was working. I swear I read something about it. I was this is why I didn't get just do my homework. I came unprepared, but I swear I read he was working with Bichette's dad or something on plate <laughs> approach. And when you work on plate and, and and plate approach is is huge. And somebody like him, if he can be more selective on his pitches and really just pick out the right pitches to hit, he'll see better pitches to hit. And that power and the breakout might come a year later than we expected. And- yeah. I mean, could you imagine if if he actually rebounds and does what we think he can do power-wise and then the rest of that lineup? I mean, they're your own core is just so good there. It's like <laughs> I feel like in the next two years, they're going to be a contender pretty often. I mean – Depends on their pitching, but yeah, that pitching. I mean, Nate Pearson. They got to start and, developing a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I, that's it. I don't I'm know. That's it. Yeah, Nate Pearson. And we're and uh, Trent Thornton. Trent Thornton's a beast. Don't worry about it. Shoemaker. <laughs> Shoe, yeah. <laughs> we could, if, he could, if he could pitch more than like twelve innings, yeah. And throw and throw anything else besides a, a split finger or a splitter wherever he throws. Mm, yeah. I throw something fun like that. Anyway, all right, your next guy. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go with, you know, the fan favorite, Max Freed here. <laughs> oh, fa- fan favorite or, cr- or curl? No, favorite. fan favorite. Um, yeah, uh-huh. so, dream. No, dream. with him, I just, you know, there's not too much to look for, but what I really want to look for is, again, he had that pitch mix change where he brought in that slider more. And I'm just curious to see um, one if I mean, I know they kind of toy stuff, but I want to see him throwing it and see if it still looks as effective that it was as it was, because if it was, then he certainly in my eyes is probably going to take the next step. Um, something I did see that was interesting was he actually had a really high walk rate in spring train 1.0, which is a little um a little worrisome because sometimes, you know, uh, when you see that, it can mean the player's hurt or something's a little off mechanically. So I would just kind of watch that, make sure that his walk rate is kind of his, you know, what it was last year in spring training. And um, if he's throwing, you know, consistently throwing that slider and it still looks great, 
This way, you know you're confident that Max Fried will win his Cy Young award this year. Well, <laughs> with that said, Mike, you've made it farther than I did. I had one player off the top of my head ready to talk about. Who this uh, guy. <laughs> but with that said, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I'm just curious as far as, I guess, on the offensive side of things, not just the DH situations, but platoons. What players are teams going to be more aggressive with platoons as as overall strategy? Teams like the Rays and the Cubs, maybe. Do, does Schwarber take a hit? Does... Uh, does Brandon Lau take a hit? Guys that I was really big on, I'm kind of afraid of, and I want to see their utilization early on in spring training. And just, mm-hmm. I mean, we're not going to see, but the problem is we're not going to see a lot of that. It's going to be a lot of hearsay. They're not playing games every day. And I was reading, I think it was only, they can only play three games, or can up to three games they can schedule during this whole thing. And with that said, it's like there's going to be a lot of limited data to go off of. Yeah, right, right. And that's kind of where it's, it's like it's a bunch of, wait and see hurry up and see and i wish again i wish i had a name but there's just the problem is is there's so many names to watch because you're looking at all these individual situations through a wide scope that there are just so many names to potentially throw out there uh so real quick marty says i went to grade school with matt shoemaker and caught his dodgeball and got him out just saying that's actually pretty awesome (laughs) i feel like that would be like a great life accomplishment uh Meh, no kidding. That's right. actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I I shared a I shared a weight room with JD Martinez. You don't see me bragging about it. Ooh. Did you outlift him though? You know, no, I don't think so. He was a joke <laughs> though. He was actually he was on varsity when I was on JV. Uh, I shortly quit baseball after that. Played a little football, and then I quit both to chase girls and work at Publix. True story. <laughs> True story, dude. All right. So, was- what do you think about what Mike's asking us right here? Uh, saying, what do you guys think about playing NFBC this year? I mean, you and I are in a draft starting tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that, actually. Um, <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and it's for money. It's a money draft. It's a DC it's type draft. So we're still. Yeah. It's not, right. it's not a lot. 100 bucks is a lot for some people. Yeah. But like I mean, a, it's not like a main event. A main event. Thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be playing anything expensive. Um, but I mean, when it comes to stuff like that, I still don't mind. It's still fun. I mean, we all enjoy doing it, obviously. So. You know why the heck not? Yeah, they didn't refund them. I I'm okay with it. I didn't carry the way. Honestly, I probably would have reinvested if I got the money back. I probably would have just played more leagues. Yeah, I'm right. genuinely I'm genuinely interested in how it's going to turn out as far as like um the season as a whole. And I have strategies I want to employ. Strategies that aren't even apparently aren't very popular. The the whole like high risk high reward guys is what I'm really into. Which I'm not normally into those guys. So that's kind of like the change mm-hmm. in my philosophy, and I want to test it out. So, and if we see or not, I'm gonna definitely give it a shot and throw it and do a couple of leagues. But and if we see, I guess we're doing the one, and that might be enough for me. But we'll see. I mean, if players are can stay healthy and not, and this kind of goes into the next thing I was thinking about as far as just teams and what I'm watching for in general is how does the MLB and individual teams handle COVID? Like, if one player gets it, do they shut down operations? And quarantine everybody for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Do they just quarantine who he was around? Like, how do you, how do you figure out who he was around? Just because, I mean, if he tests positive today, if he played on the field with everybody yesterday, does the whole team shut down for two weeks? And how does that affect spring training? How does it affect that single team's yeah. outcome? Like, I mean, it's like pretty that. clear that if it's a small amount of people, MLB is not going to care because we've seen people getting diagnosed already, and they just are still moving forward. So. I think it'd have to be like a substantial amount of people for them to really, you know, uh, shut stuff down and really get worried about it. I'm with you. 
right. Another, let me move. Oh, go on. I'll say no. Another thing I'm looking for is where the hell does Yasiel Puig sign? Does he sign? I thought he was going to sign by now. He's not signed. He's supposed to be a giant right now. Yeah, I, I thought cool. he didn't I was cool with him being a giant. No, huh. I don't think it's official. I don't remember seeing anything official. I think it's, it was like hearsay. He was supposed to. Never did. What the hell's going on? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. There's a, of, there's a lot of this. I have no idea. The hands are in the air. And yeah, that's kind of something I'm just like, we're all waiting to see. I, I have no good answers. I'm really stretching here for some. <laughs> um, let's touch on Marty's question real quick. What's the best website to host the league this year? I usually do Yahoo, but I'm thinking about switching. I would just say Fantrax. I mean, super customizable. What, you don't um, like that answer, Carolyn? Um, no comment. No kidding. Uh, Fantrax is probably, honestly, the best yeah. answer. As, far as, as far as customization goes, as far as Keeper Leagues and Dynasty Leagues, yeah. 100% Fantrax. If yeah. it's strictly a redraft, I would probably stick to Yahoo. I've always preferred Yahoo for a redraft, but specifically redraft. Anything else involving any more in-depth type of tinkering, fan tracks is honestly the way to go for baseball. Yeah. All right, let's get back on track here. Um, so my next player who I want to watch is uh, obviously Dylan Cease. Um, you know, everyone's waiting on that fastball command uh, because the secondary stuff is just really good. You know, his breaking balls are great. He commands them pretty well. They provide a lot of swing and misses. But with his fastball, he was trying to put it high in the zone, which is what you want, but he seemed to have trouble commanding it, and he kept throwing it too high and too up in the zone and was missing often, uh, creating a lot of walks, and you know, just which obviously um, and he was getting smacked too. So what he started to do and what it looked like he was doing in spring training was putting it low and away, which is okay, but he seemed to have a lot more command on it and was hitting you know, the edge a lot in spring training. So it that could mean a lot and can really work for him. I mean, plus you get, plus you get Grandal. So um, I'm just going to be watching his fastball again, seeing if he's still, you know, doing that location low and away. And if he's still hitting the, the edge pretty consistently with his command. So he's a player I'm going to be looking at. Well, my next guy, again, it's more of a situation because a lot of these things player wise, the only one I really saw, like I said, the approach thing with, with Gritchuk was very interesting to me and he should be batting fifth and all that. So he was very intriguing. He's a guy I moved up my ranks. He's a top 72, 73-ish outfielder, which doesn't sound like it's great. But if you look at the names around him, it's actually really solid. But there's two guys, actually two situations I'm watching very closely because there's players I really like. And that's the Padre situation with the DH and the Reds. The Reds have all but pretty much, I think they came out and said Aquino's going to that taxi squad. So with Aquino out, you have Akiyama, Senzel. Castellanos is guaranteed a spot. And Wink, Winker might be. So I'm wondering if you have Senzel kind of spelling Akiyama and Winker, who both hit righties better. That could be the situation. Senzel could be more of a fourth outfielder type. Or if Senzel gets the spot and Winker is more of like the – I mean, he would be a strong side of a platoon, but just say Winker's the bench guy. Well, isn't it going to be um, Winker and Irvin? Irvin? Irvin should be on the bench. It should be Akiyama. No, but don't, don't they normally um, play – uh, what's it called? Matchups with Irvin and Winker. I think well, they do. Might, that was before Castellanos was there, though. And Castellanos, I mean, he might be the DH. I don't know. That's another thing. I'm just, it's, it's a matter of watching because Senzel, they just resources of Senzel as DH right now. They showed, see, Senzel is a transition to center field, but his health concerns. They have, and they have Akiyama at center. And that's the thing. They signed Akiyama. That's my point is it's kind of a mess right now because Cast, we don't know what's going to happen. It looks like they made room. To uh, by dropping Aquino down, they made room for Senzel. Yeah. 
I'm just curious to see how it plays out. If they'll kind of play matchups, play around with the lineup a little bit. But if Senzel is guaranteed everyday playing time, mm-hmm. I, I just want to see it first. I want to be kind of certain about it before moving up my ranks because I was really big on Senzel. Then I lost, you know, I lost it. I kind of got over it. Didn't really like him anymore after all the stuff was talking about him kind of being a platoon situation. Add the DH. Throw him, uh, throw, and then put Aquino in the taxi squad. It makes it a lot more appealing. And Senzel is like a five category, like a high floor type of guy. There's some, there's some question about the batting average, but in, you know he kind of had batting average as one of his skills in the minors. So I think he's more of like I think him and Dylan Carlson are pretty similar as far as profiles go. Like 2020 with a solid batting average type of guy. Mm-hmm. And right now you can get Carlson a little later, but that's like that's just the type of guy I kind of see them both being. And ultimately, I really want to watch that situation unfold. And if Senzel gets DH, that might be better for him. I know Castellanos, and I agree with Marty. Marty mentioned Castellanos is bad defensively. That's why I mentioned Castellanos possibly playing DH, which, again, opens up Senzel in the field. But maybe they want to keep Senzel uh, happy, healthy, and kind of give him some DH time because, obviously, the best way to keep him healthy is to keep him out of the field and out of his own way. (laughs) That's just the reality of it. And or was oh, sorry that was Brent that mentioned the DA. It doesn't matter either way. You get my point. I'm trying to give credit where credit's due. I I agree. I know Castellanos isn't great defensively, but I I just want to see it first. Oh, and the Padres going back to the Padres. <laughs> Will Myers DH sounds great, but I remember them mentioning like Franchi Cordero still kind of going around there. Trent Grisham, uh, Tommy Pham, and then they have um oh they they mentioned um oh man it's gonna drive me crazy his name. He's in. The, I think he's in the minors at the moment. I'll look it up Mateo? in a second. No, Mateo. They just actually acquired Mateo. I know. That's I don't what I'm know saying. what the hell's going to happen there. That's a whole nother uh, wrench into the thing. Like, is is it going to be Mateo at second and maybe Profar not getting the first Bench shot? Profar. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. They, they it shows Will Myers in left field and Tommy Pham at DH at roster resource, which is odd. Josh Naylor is the name that's being floated around as the as mm. in the running for dh and he is a dh type he is a bat first prospect so i don't know if will myers has such a secure uh hold on that dh slash left field spot i think he does i think i i ultimately i i, I ranked him as if he has it to be honest and yeah he, I, I will i will alter my rankings appropriately as needed but it's still something just worth worth monitoring that Josh Naylor is said to have a like have a a grasp or at least a chance to be DHing, which right. could cause issues. Yeah, I mean, if I were to guess, I would say Myers plays, but I guess we have to see what happens. Well, there was a report that was in mining again in my it was in mining the news. Jeff Zimmerman, fantastic uh, yeah. information there. Yeah. So uh, my next thing is I'm kind of watching two pitchers because I'm curious who's going to win the job, and that's between A.J. Puck and Chris Bassett. We actually uh, touched on Bassett a little bit today. And, uh, I mean, before Puck got hurt in spring training 1.0, Puck was going to kind of take the uh, rotation. Um, You know, he's really lanky, and he's a lefty. And um, when I watched him, I just wasn't too impressed, even though I know people are pretty big on him. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they start off with even with Puck for like two or three innings and then throwing Bassett for like another two or three innings, which I think, you know, Bassett kind of shines uh, when he was playing relief for a little bit last year. And I think he could 
kind of stack up uh, a bunch of wins and could really actually, you know, be somewhat of a value when it comes to fantasy. So I'd just be watching that, kind of seeing what they're going to do with that situation. Or even if Bassett starts, I'd be more than willing to take a shot on him. It doesn't take much, Marty. That's all I'm going to say, buddy. <laughs> Marty, Ta- Marty Tallman with that beer is hitting my card. It doesn't take much, man. But I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking it really quick. I got a little more behind me, but it's going to be done soon, and I'm going to be uh, feeling it. It doesn't help when you. It doesn't help when you pregame a little bit. That's all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have started before. I love how we do these on Tuesday nights, too. It's great. Well, good thing. Good thing I don't work a regular job. I work shift work. I don't have to wake up for work. I do. <laughs> Sucks for you because I can actually enjoy my drinking, which I will take a sip right now. Uh, the next, the next situation before I'm gonna talk while I'm drinking. All right. How about I just go my last guy and then and, you can just ramble. Well, I've been, I've been, I, I've been rambling, but the Cardinals situation <laughs> feels like the most obvious. They were talking about Dylan Carlson possibly being down. I'm hearing this rumor. I don't know where I'm hearing it or who's saying it. I don't know if it's a rumor or a fact. I haven't read anything about it. But is there a chance that something about seven days in the minors means that teams will get an extra year of, of service time on some of these guys? Because if that's the case – Players like Nate Pearson might come up right away and shouldn't like missing a week as a pitcher is no big deal. Missing a week as a hitter, it's baked into Carlson's price right now. A guy like Carlson would gain a lot of value, but how's that going to affect the DH? It, I, I said it, it's a fact. That's what <laughs> your, your boy, I, I, dude, I trust Ish with everything but my life. So, <laughs> nah, I trust him with my life still. I'm sure you do. I, I'm sure I would. I, I don't know. If I drink enough, I trust anybody in my life. Um, but that goes to show you it's just like such an interesting situation because you have Bader, you have O'Neill, you have Fowler, you have who else would be in the in the way there? I mean, and O'Neill's not even projected to start. They actually have Carlson projected to start over O'Neill. O'Neill can play center field, but Bader's glove is really good. And if it was I just wish Fowler's contract is what keeps him in. That's the issue. Yeah. Matt Carpenter, I told you I read this somewhere. Matt Carpenter's projected projected to DH. That's aggravating, though, because I can't find where I read that, but he's projected to – I can't speak. He's projected to DH on roster resource, and that gives Tommy Edmond every day third bla- for third base playing time, which is fantastic. And Tommy Edmond's the big winner here, and I put that poll out, and 57% was on Kevin Biggio. 57% I can't find it. 57% was wrong. No, not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I get tipsy quick, but I'll stay tipsy for hours, which means I'm probably drunk. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't with you. You're a mess. Uh, you, 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 this is your idea, or partially. Yeah, your idea. this is bad. Partially your idea. This is a horrible this idea. Is... It. We're canceling the show. It's done with. Buy shirts before you cancel the show. <laughs> sell the... I got, I got a few shirts to sell. Let's sell those shirts. All right. So this is tipsy time with Mike. New segment. <laughs> anyway. By the way, All when right. you send, can you make me like four shirts, Snacks? I'll, I'll make. You I need more. them in like every color. Well, we it's limited colors it's it's not that cheap either buddy i'm buying them all at, at like 10 bucks a pop minimum and they have to make them and hand oh, stop it greedy anyway all right it was if i can't pay for it all right so oh, you're rich off my off my hard work no I'm kidding no anyway. um all right so my last guy is another white sock and that's ronaldo lopez uh he too also saw like a you know a little uptick in his velocity the second half of last year he was still a little erratic, though, which is the downside of that. But, um, again, he gets Grandal. Maybe he can uh, pull somewhat of a Giolito. And uh, <laughs> if um, you know if he could do all that, 
maybe Ronaldo can finally become who we all thought he was. He's the one I was hoping you'd bring up because that whole same slider throws it two different ways, and Grandall noticed it. Yeah, called the second pitch. I think it's fantastic. That's awesome. That's a huge tangible change that I was hoping you'd bring up tonight because I'm really in. And you, what, oh, sorry, Yancey just commented. Sorry, I'm late, pimps. Yancey, this is what you missed. I got this awesome Yoda <laughs> glow that does this. Ready? You, you, Wait. You missed me. This is what you missed. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you missed these. You missed these Mike awesome shirts. Right now. You missed these awesome shirts, Yance, that I made. My wife and I made them. You missed the new beer glass. Can't really see. You can still see beer, bourbon, baseball, beer glass. I made. You missed the fact that I've chugged a beer. I was pre gaming, and it's tipsy time with Mike now, buddy. <laughs> tipsy time with Mike. That's the most random merch I've ever seen. I need it. I just made it, dude. I made it because of the show. The show's awesome. It's going to be around forever or until Mike says he doesn't he want to. He definitely means the Yoda Globe. But anyway. Um... No, he, he, he talking needs a shirt. Shut up. Anyway. Um, and Mike is slosh. No, I'm not, dude. This is just tipsy time with Mike. It's a segment. I need to get tipsy so you can enjoy the tipsy time with Mike. Okay? Don't ruin it for me, man. Do you have anyone else and you'd like to discuss or are we moving on to our next segment? Mike gets two <laughs> monitors and suddenly off the rails. Damn right, Yancey. Damn right. We need to get you on the show, buddy. You're, you're coming on. We're going to get you on here. Maybe but, he should uh, be our first guest. Ooh, if you're down, Yancey, just comment, yes, you're in. Yeah, yeah, Yancey, you want to come on next week with us? We're asking you live, buddy. No pressure. No pressure. None at all. You can even host it. We saw what what you did with Pollock, and we, oh, my God, he's in. He's in Mike Flynn. Mike, we've we've made it. (laughs) It's big time. That is is big time. We saw what you did. At least I can speak for myself. I saw what you did with um, Fast and, and Pollock. I loved it. If you want to come on and do something similar, you can um, feel free, buddy. And the show name has to be Tipsy Time with Mike. <laughs> it's a segment, Brent. All right. <laughs> All right. We're off the rails. Let's get yes, back. Yes, we in are. <laughs> we, we have about 20 minutes left. Let's jump in. People who are listening to this as a podcast probably want to kill somebody. But anyway. Well, if you actually fast forward it or two or 1.5 it, you'll get to the point that you want to hear. Stra- <laughs> strategy, which on my podcast, I just talk strategy a bit. But we're going to do it again because strategy is like the hot topic right now. And Mike, we I know we actually were on PitchCon. We talked that Hansel. That Hansel so hot right now. <laughs> really? All right, go. <laughs> well, I actually tangent time with Mike now. Mike doesn't uh, know movie references. Anyway, the Hansel. Well, that's the um. What's it do? The two models. Zoolander. Right. Thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. I just ignored you. I saw you had a tattoo. I didn't know you had any tattoos, man. Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, I got three. What? Yeah. I got one. I didn't even know you had one. I'm I'm one point, it, it's right here. The whole let me pull my pants. Wrong one. Because <laughs> I'm looking I, at the screen, so it's freaking me. I got, I got one my, there. I got my, there. There you go. Nah, it's a skull, typical. Uh, I got one on my shoulder and my ribs. Anyway. Yeah, see, so oh, see dude, everyone says that to me. And anytime someone figures out I have a tattoo, they're like blown away for some reason. It, it did. SP streamers are supposed to be clean cut, no tats. <laughs> God, it's not it's not in your name right now. That's Maybe I'll I'm go saying. shirtless for the anti podcast. <sighs> I won't. I'm an ugly sight. You don't want to see the I'll have my new Beer, bourbon, baseball shirts. So well, hopefully, if it's gonna be. Sh- it's probably gonna ship tomorrow, Mike. So hopefully, you'll All have right. it in time. All right, strategy. Now that, like you said, this. This, 
Anybody listen to this as a podcast, I apologize. We apologize. This, is why, this is why we tell you to come live because we're, we're having a few drinks. We're having a good time. It's an interactive show, and half the stuff you don't see we're talking about. Come back, come back and watch the replay. The replay itself is also entertaining, and you get to hang out with me. And and up and like, oh no 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 clavicle no 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 if you're gonna bear all you gotta bear all my friend. <laughs> no nips. All right, all right, let's focus here, Mike. <laughs> just point the camera to the clavicle and up like I do. Hashtag no nips. Just so people understand, <laughs> I just like what I was responding to. All right, strategy. What's your SP strategy this year, man? We kind of, we're actually in a mock draft. We're gonna talk about this soon, at least on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right um. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think the ace has become more valuable just because if anyone was to get off some kind of leash, it should be them right away. Um, but, you know, it's tough. You got to really watch these teams because some teams are going to six-man rotations. Other ones are going to, um, you know, they've come out saying that they're only going to let their pitchers go four innings, like the Braves at first at least. So you really got to look at that. But that just makes me think, you know, you kind of you kind of need to grab at least one elite and then I would just go with pitchers later on after that and just grab some high upside guys because it sounds like everyone's going to um, kind of start off a little slow. So you might as well take a shot, and uh, I wouldn't really waste it on those, you know, tier two types of, type of pitchers. Did you say take a shot? Because if I had some, I would. Uh, <laughs> yeah. makes everything better. Dr. Carter is correct, sir. That is something – that is a true statement. Yancey is like a – he is like a walking aura of just like happiness and like positivity. Right. Mike is officially off the rails right now. <laughs> and I just, I just, dude, yes, he doesn't get enough love for how po- he's just such a positive person. And I don't even <laughs> like him. <laughs> and then, of course, he comes back with, I genuinely don't understand the Yance love. I don't even like me. That's the Yance Eaton. Listen, man, in all seriousness, so you, I know you're a humble dude, but you just are, you're like, you are the unofficial mayor of fantasy baseball. You just, you compliment everyone's work, you support everyone's work, and you make this community part. You, in part, you make what it, you make it what it is. You are fantasy baseball embodied. Like I, I, I don't know if that's too, too much pressure on him. No, but. I totally agree. He's awesome, and um, yeah, Yancy. Yeah, seriously, we'll we'll message you after this, and hopefully, you come on next week and uh-huh. do some uh, do some crazy stuff with us. Um, but Marty brings up kind of what I was talking about. I'm going. He says I'm going two of my first four picks with high end SP, and it's very valid. I mean, again, I feel like those those pitchers are you know um, definitely going to be off a leash probably to begin with, which is you know counting stats wise is going to be a big advantage. So um, yeah, I'm looking at the same way. And another interesting thing too to look at is um, I think most teams are going to let their SP one and twos go further than other starting pitchers. So those not so flashy pitchers on bad teams like the Royals and stuff, kind of like a Duffy or a Keller, um, they're probably going to be slightly more valuable just because I feel like they're more likely to go further into games because they are their teams SP one and two. Whereas, you know, the back end rotation, they're not going to be able to really let them go that far. And I don't want to spend too much time on it. We kind of have a little bit of time, I guess, but I'm on the same page as Marty. I typically go two out of my first four or five picks. Depends on where I'm t- picking. Uh, in the if I'm picking in the middle, I'll I'll play the draft a little bit. I'll look at who's I'll look at teams behind me and ahead of me. Who needs what and kind of try to play that middle ground. It also depends on depth of league. The deeper the league, like it's, if it's a 15 team league, like Mike and I just did a mock draft for a 15 team league. Of course, I slipped through the first two picks. 
I actually double tapped aces. And ultimately, my team is a huge question mark, which we'll talk about on another podcast probably. But it's a huge question mark in batting average. But so is batting average. Like, if there's a stat to punt this year, kind of side side note on yeah. strategy, batting average is would batting average would be the uh, stat to punt because it is the it's so it's like the one you can't predict. Team players go on hot streaks all the time, and batting average is so like up and down. And don't get me wrong, there is variance in it, but there are players that are safer for it for sure. And because of that. Like I got grabbed a couple of those, but I just said screw it. I went all in on this strategy of almost punting batting average, which is the first year. This is there's no such thing as punting because in a 60 game season, we can see Stanton hit 320. We can see Gallo hit 220. Yeah. We can see Gallo hit 420. We don't know what's gonna happen. It's crazy. <laughs> but back to pitchers. We should get back to pitchers. And I'm with you though. Ultimately, I want two top 25 guys. And yeah. that's where I'm at. It's like if I get I, I won't reach for one in the first round, it's hard for me to take one in the first round. And then the second round. I'm not a huge. I, I'm not a huge like that. Like, I don't want to reach for Flaherty, although I do like him this year. I like him more in short season. Actually, I like a lot of the guys. Um, Clevenger I would reach for, but I don't want to take those guys. I either want one of the top five guys in the second round if they fall, or I'll probably take two of like Kershaw, Giolito. Like if I can get those types of guys, Giolito, Morton falls a lot in drafts, or and Lance Lynn is my three. Like if I say I go hitter, hitter, pitcher, pitcher. I might go pitcher, 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 hit Lynn as an SP3 even, and then just pile in hitting and then back and then fill in the back end of my pitching staff. But yes, I'm very big on two out of the first three, maybe three out of the first five, because I want guys who I believe right away will eat innings. That is such a huge benefit to your teams. It's, it's an underrated aspect. Innings pitched and games played are, are, are a commodity. Yeah. They are. You want guys with high pitch counts. Right, right, right off rip, and guys like Lance Lynn, guys like Scherzer, yes. and those types are gonna just do it. They might pitch 80, uh, 80 pitches in game one, but then after that, it's probably like 95 to 100 yeah. in game two. It's very, and then very after that, it's off to the races. That's why I'm very big on the uh, heavy starting pitching as well, but I'm trying not to do it in the first round. I think a hitter in the first round is still very valuable, and you can't pass on speed in the first and second round. That's why yeah. like, speed is such a it's such a crazy commodity, crazy hot commodity. You need to get your speed early in drafts. That's why I and this hurts me to say, Mondesi is a second rounder for me this year. I need to drink. I need to drink just to get over that idea. But Mondesi has moved into my second round draft, my ranks because he is such an elite speed person that he requires that. Right. Yes. So uh, while you drink, real quick, uh, Joe G says twelve team six by six. I have Flaherty, Montas, Freed, Boyd, and Stroman. What do you think? I actually love that rotation. Um, you know, Boyd, Flaherty Boyd, Boyd, Boyd. later enough, which is good. But I really like Montas. I mean, we saw the kind of run that he had. Uh, Freed, you all know, I obviously love him. Boyd, yeah, I mean, I think we saw his floor last year. Um, so, you know, obviously that slider is ridiculous. And Stroman, I feel like he's really undervalued. And ratios are probably going to be really important this year. And that's what Stroman's going to provide you. And that's probably why you need to move Kyle Hendricks up, no matter what Mike tells you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I've softened on my. All right, all right. Okay. But yeah, so I, I mean, where Strowman's going, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, actually, um, someone that we were trying to get more follows recently, uh, George over at Roto Ranks, uh, he pointed out like months ago, which was pretty smart, that Strowman literally has similar 
you know, um, stats compared to Hendricks and Soroka. And it's true. And he kind of does it every year. And, um, you know, I mean, the Mets defense is a little shaky, but um, he certainly is someone that getting late with those ratios can provide a lot of value this year. What do you think about Cespedes this year? Speaking of the Mets, you're a Mets fan. Let your Mets bias shine here, buddy. Uh, what do you think of Cespedes this year? What do you? He's someone. From? He's someone that I really need to watch spring training. Um, you know, uh, one side of me thinks, who knows, maybe hits like ten bombs real quick, just goes crazy and provide a ridiculous amount of value. And the other side says thinks. Sorry for cursing, but he's a fat piece of shit and probably won't do crap because he's too busy chasing boars and getting, you know, spraining ankles doing that. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm hoping, you know, obviously he does well for the Mets, but you, I think we really need to watch him in spring training and see how he does. Do you think this hurts J.D. Davis? No, I think especially with the DH, he's going to be in every day. Don't See, move him around a ton. Don't move him well, around. Well, that, that's the part that concerned me because with the, and uh, I just think it's hilarious. You got Jed Lowry, and he's been day to day since like March of like. Oh, Melky, year. baby, it's not Melky. I saw that. What the oh. hell are you doing? I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're <laughs> he, Brewery does some wild shit, so I don't know. <laughs> man, kidding, man. So, Mike, well, let's talk about um relief. Well, we we yes, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. What about I was just. Relief? I just looked at. I just picked up the time. We have ten minutes, so let's talk about relief pitchers. What's, what's What's your idea? What's your strategy for them? It's always the same. It hasn't changed, and I. It has changed a little bit. A lot. It has changed a little bit because if I can get my, if I can get two of those top two or top, sorry, two of those top 20, 25 SPs, I then grab a high end closer, and, and and I consider as soon as a top three to five closer, depending on who you talk to, I like I trust his safety. I know Liam Hendricks showed out last year, but I'd rather have Osuna over Liam Hendricks. I know Hater's a top guy. He might get wins and saves, which is very, very valuable, but you have to pair him with Knebel to play it safe. So if you get Hater, you need to reach a little bit on Knebel because like in our dra- in our mock, I took Knebel just because I wanted to try to sneak a few saves in there. Cool, no problem. Uh, that's that's my strategy. It's like, all right, cool. So I decided to go with my high-end pitchers. So I didn't decide. I slept through it and got them. So I want my at least my one closer, but now I'm more willing to go after a Nick Anderson type, a Josh Hader type, but Josh Hader's too expensive for me. So Nick mm-hmm. Anderson falls right into my lap. I want a pair. Like this was something I was avoiding before, but I want Nick Anderson and like Diego Castillo or and Jose Alvarado. I want two out of those three because you're getting the saves, win, probably some wins and great ratios, or what should be great ratios and K's. That is my strategy with relief pitchers. I want one sure thing in an Osuna, a Chapman, even a Yates, of course, and like one of those guys, and then pair him with a unsure thing, but pair two, like like I said, Nick Anderson and or Iglesias and because I think Iglesias would be with like a Lorenzen or something or an Amir Garrett. Like, you know, that that I want that I want somebody on a good team or two good guys, two guys on a good team that will get me the saves bulk uh, uh, bulk of the time, but provide the ratios and K's as well and can sneak in some wins as that multi multi inning relief guy coming in in the fifth, sixth, or seventh inning. That's where my relief strategy's been. Yeah. So my strategy is I think the elites are important, um, but I, I don't think I would only take them when it's appropriate. I wouldn't reach um, 
you know, kind of like Marty's saying, he's saying that he'll start the run. I'm not willing to do that unless they really fall to me in the right spot. They're getting um, pushed up right now, though, man. But I, mean, I think – I know. I think I think you can – you need to take a Tier 1 or Tier 2 if it's appropriate, though. I still I'm don't avoiding. know if it's worth reaching. Um, but I think you either do that or you just say, screw it, and you still go with guys late and take your chances on the next up and just hope you get a couple – a couple points and saves. Cause I mean, technically you really can punt this year. Um, you know, I, I really think all you need is a couple points in a category and be strong in the other ones. And you'll do fine, especially in a short season like this, because you know, you probably don't need that many saves or bags or whatever you're punting to, you know, get some points to still give you a shot to win the league. So um, that's just my opinion. I think, you know, again, if the leads fall to you in the right spot or you, you can draft where like you think your team's really solid at that point, you can maybe reach a little, then grab them. Otherwise, just wait, say screw it, and kind of hope for the best. That's my that's opinion. No, I'm with you. I don't agree necessarily, but I'm with you. I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm There's not so many you. ways. You know what the problem is? This season is like one – this is like the season where everyone can – Everyone can be wrong. We can be completely wrong about everything we've been talking about. It's Which is nuts. fantastic. It's not on that on that note, buy the draft kit for a dollar. It's uh <laughs> <laughs> in all yeah. seriousness though. But uh Mike, I, I honestly I, I tweeted it out, but I do thank you for just letting me be, be a part of it. You built up you built up an awesome following, an awesome name for yourself, and it was just honestly awesome that you let me even uh tag along for the ride just because why not it's i know you and i work well together and we have a lot of fun obviously is what we're doing yeah but, if nobody buys it then you're not welcome back next year dude i have like three people i don't want it all right i'm uh, kidding <laughs> well next year's gonna be better because these were rushed like i did this to meet your timeline but <laughs> next year I, I can tell you for a fact these are gonna be way more in depth i'm gonna drop like good like like I, they, they're that's not bad don't get me wrong but it's definitely gonna be more in depth and there's yeah. gonna be more more from me if you again if you're willing to obviously if we do this again well we'll talk about that later anyway so but overall strategy you're talking about punting a category when you say punt do you mean like completely just like forget about it and hope for the best or do you mean like you'll settle for like sixth seventh place in a roto category type of thing that's what i mean um yeah you can or even lower i mean you can still you know come in you could afford i feel like have one category kind of come in the middle of the pack and i think you could do that easily without aiming for it like i feel like if you didn't if you really didn't want to don't go after bags early and you get some guys who kind of like trickle them in here and there and get you know about five steals for the you know uh 60 games or whatever and um that will probably be enough Instead of, you know, purposely going after the guys early on who, you know, will be like, you know, in a normal season would be like 20, 20 guys or, you know, uh, 30, 20 guys type of thing. Um, but I again, I feel like it just depends. Like, I feel like you can just I feel like this season almost lets you adapt e- more easily um, because if you're falling behind in one category, you can kind of address it later. What if you're playing in a weekly format where waiver wire is not available like, like nfbc there is no waiver wire like in draft champions but fine not right. even waiver wire but trades like if you're playing in a weekly league you can't just punt categories because it's not like daily you can kind of play that well let's see what's hot off the waiver wire i'll pick them up and see what happens you can't play that you can't do that in a weekly league so in a weekly league i feel like you have to be a little more cognizant of 
Of well, I'm not saying to fully forget it. I'm just basically what I'm saying is that if you, um, if you only get a moderate amount of a category, I don't think it's going to hurt you as much during a long season, um, because again, I, I I feel like you know if you got guys who just trickle in a couple bags over a short season, it's not going to hurt you as much as grabbing those guys when it's a long season. You just fall even further and further and further behind. Uh, we have no shot about where you can like kind of get in the middle of the pack there. I just wanted to highlight that I got props on using a good word by Yancey. Uh, <laughs> uh, but oh shoot, I just punched my mic. Um, <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I'm I'm out of I'm out of beer. We, we can't let Mike chug anymore. <laughs> With that said, tune in next week when I chug. That's two. it. The, the uh, next next week when we play the game, I'm just gonna come up with a something that rhymes with rhymes with the Persian. Oh, the player rhymes with Rami Ram. <laughs> My favorite part is gonna be like you're gonna watch me know the answer and be like I don't know, <laughs> just the chug, just so I can chug. But we got three minutes, Mike. Uh, there's not really much else to talk. Oh, points leagues. Actually, I was curious. I was going to write about this, but I, I missed the deadline. And points leagues as a whole, it's funny because I'm like really big on taking pitchers, but that's like in categories in Roto. In points leagues, I'm almost willing to pass on pitching at the top and kind of just pile in the, the Kyle Hendricks types, which, again, I'm not a Hendricks guy, but this one, this time I will bend Hendricks or maybe take Grinky as an ace because he falls to where you can get him in the third round. And in a points league, pitchers – score the most points but i'm willing to take a hitter or two in the first two rounds knowing that pitchers are going to take time to ramp up are you kind of in that same mindset with points leagues because even though we don't recommend it there are still being there are still points leagues being played in a short season yeah i mean it depends um you know where uh what's it called it, de- it depends on your league you know i have a league where starters are just earn way more points than hitters so it's a little different um but yeah i mean typical points leagues i feel like i would be waiting on pitchers especially because i feel like wins are going to be so unpredictable this year and you know you obviously most points leagues you get points for wins so i feel like you don't really you can't really chase it that much um but yeah so so i kind of agree i think i'd rather take a shot on some high strikeout pitchers later on who have that upside and maybe they get away with, you know, a bunch of wins and uh, just develop a really strong lineup. All right. Well, that's going to do it guys. We appreciate all of you tuning in. I know your boy Clegg got the draft kit. If he already has it, we'll figure he it said, out. No, no. He said um, he's going to give it away for me. Perfect. He's going to do a giveaway. Yeah. I'll send Perfect. it to him. Well, he has it. Um, but yeah, he can just tell me who wins it. I'll send it to them. Perfect. So we're going to, so follow Chris Clegg at Roto Clegg, which we tried. I tried today so hard to push for 2K. And he, he got close, to, didn't he? I know. He's like, he's like 50 away. So still follow the guy and let's get him that 2000. Oh, no. He's nine away. Oh, my God. Come on. That's <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, by the time before this, we go, do you want to see my Yoda globe one more time? No, but I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear one more time about the draft kit because, again, on the way out, promote this draft kit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, again, it goes up for sale uh, tomorrow, or I guess Wednesday. I don't know when people are listening to this. Um, and yeah, I mean, me and Mike worked pretty hard on it. Seventy pages, forty thousand words. You get top one hundred and fifty starting pitchers, top fifty relief pitchers, top thirty first, second, third, short. 
top 80 outfielders and their breakdowns on every single one of those players. So you have over $400, I have over 400 player breakdowns in the draft kit, which is pretty cool. Um, go over it's some all, draft strategy. The, the dollar menu. It's all the dollar yeah. menu. And you if always, Mike allows me, if Mike allows me, I will add to it. I will add to it. Like, just so you right. guys know. So anyway, I, can I finish? Or, I mean, no. <laughs> so there's draft strategy. Um, I obviously go through streaming strategy, especially with this season. It's going to be a little different and weird. Um, how to break down pitching. There's a glossary in it. There's all types of stuff. And um, it's all going to be for a dollar. You, it'll be on the website or you can Venmo or PayPal me. There's going to be an article up on Wednesday giving you all the details. Um, and there's also going to be another option where if you want to pay $5, me or Mike will give you uh, custom rankings to your league, which is pretty cool. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, header ranks for the low. So, Mike obviously did all the uh, breakdowns for offense. I did all the pitching stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to buy it, go ahead. That'd be really cool. Um, we had a ton of people who bought my last one, so they all got it for free. We've already had several people interested in it. Um, so it's really exciting um, that people actually care about our opinion, Mike. <laughs> well, your opinion. Our I research. Have, like I said, I tagged along and threw my ranks up there. And I know, and just so, so people are aware, as players drop out or decide to opt out, if players get sick, if injuries happen, we will update the ranks periodically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That too. If you do buy it, we are going to do updated ranks um, right before, probably right before the season starts, because obviously people are going to get hurt and, you know, we're going to find out who's actually playing all that kind of good stuff. So that's definitely going to happen. Perfect. And of course, you can find all that on Twitter at Roto underscore not craig well Nino. wrong person dude i'm talking about i'm talking about freaking uh george here all right well with that said tomorrow you'll, you'll drop it at sp streamer is where you can find it that's mike as right. always appreciate you uh taking part in this i'm mike underscore curland aka mike curland oh real original uh you can follow the show at three b's of baseball we appreciate all the follows we get there you can follow all of our other work obviously we have a lot going on I think that's going to do it, Mike. Any final yep. words? No, nah, thanks for everyone who uh, came in today. We had a we had a good group of people commenting. It was a lot of fun. It really, it really was, and the idea is to do this every week. If you get me drunk and we have a yeah, good time, <laughs> that is an, we can have. It's all about having fun, man. Fantasy baseball gives so much to us. Baseball as a whole gives us so much. We want to try to give back, and our way of giving back is through entertainment, free entertainment. We just want to do this for you guys, and we enjoy doing it. So we truly appreciate you supporting it, and we look forward to next week. As always, Yancey, we'll reach out and try to set that up. But until then, guys, we appreciate you listening and watching as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye.